Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Everything else now, and the only my thing God. that matters is what my you God. want. My God. Thank you, Lord God. Mm. My God. The very first miracle the Lord did mm. was the wedding at Cana. Yes. And the disciples said, we beheld his glory. Mm. The gospel said it was the beginning of his glory, of the display of his mm. glory. This is what wow. he was here for. Glory to God. You and I are here, born of God, for the purpose of his glory. Mm. We're not to live our life, do what we want to do 20, 30 years or however long you, you live. You, you're not here to just do what you want to do. do yeah. And then somewhere down the road. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Um, I was listening to The Glory by Apostle Craig Banks. You can find them on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and also Apple Podcasts. That's my past. <laughs> um, and he did an amazing series on teaching on finding the glory and what the glory would do for your life. And I'm telling you, that series revolutionized me and took me even further. Remember, I told you, faith comes by hearing Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. I probably, um, I wasn't this way, so let me be clear. But lately, I've just been so hungry for the word. And I used to think that you could overdose on the word, but you cannot overdose on the word. And if you are struggling in some areas, then you want to get faith in your ears. You want to put faith in your mouth. You want to adjust the environment around you. You want to get rid of the haters, the naysayers, um, anybody that's going to draw you into anything that's negative you want to adjust yourself so that you can walk into the fullness of who you are. Um, on my Instagram yesterday, I dropped a sip spiritual inspirational pause. I do those on Instagram on Monday. And I said, you have to remain pliable. The only way that you're going to remain pliable uh, to God um, where you are, where God can mold you because he is the potter, the clay. You need to go read that in Jeremiah. That passage of scripture is so powerful. The only way that you're going to remain pliable, soft, tender, easily influenced by God is that the word is constantly in you and around you. I'm going to do part two, two to that next Monday. And the thing that hinders us and keeps us from walking in the fullness of who God calls us to be is because a lot of times we do not remain pliable. We do not remain pliable. Uh, we become harder. And I likened it to Plato. I had a, a thing of Plato. Um, you, you, we know what Plato is like when it draw out or I used to talk in class, play is not pliable. It's difficult for you to throw that piece. Um, it's difficult for you to mold that piece and get the trash out. And so you have got to remain pliable. You cannot assume, you cannot assume 
that you already know absolutely everything in Christ, that you already are where you are, that you've already achieved everything. If your attitude ever gets like that, I promise you, I promise you, there is going, I promise you, you're going to regret it later. That That's haughtiness, that's pride. I get new revelation in the word all the time, or there's something that I missed, or there's something that the Lord is showing me. So make sure you stay pliable, right? Make sure you stay easily influenced by God, not anything else, but even easily influenced by God. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. Later on, you can pick up this broadcast on anchor.f. M, just being LMJ. Do me a favor if you're just lo logging in, please share the video now. Put the video in someone else's hands. Thank you, Vanessa, for being loved today. Uh, please put the video in someone else's hands so someone else can get this word as well. We have been in the book of Ephesians. We have been learning how to submit. We have been learning what it looks like to live with the with the love of Christ and the heart of Christ and how he submitted to God and how we need to submit. So today we're going to, we're going to ready to pray. And I'm going to go over this particular scripture. I really didn't want to teach this because every time we get to this scripture, people um, think that this is necessarily endorsing slavery, but this had a lot to do with culture, but the Holy Spirit showed me in parallel, how this relates to our lives as far as employers and employees go. And I'm just going to show you something. And I want you to meditate, meditate, med not meditate. Well, you need to medicate yourself in the word, but I want you to meditate on what we're going to talk about this morning and think from uh, your perspective, right? How have I been with my bosses? How have I been with my employees? How have I treated those people that I employ? How have I treated those people that I've worked for? even in the worst of situations, it is so easy for us to justify wrong behavior because we feel like someone has done something to us, nothing, something to us. I'm telling you, you can never justify your actions wrongly towards another person. Does not add up does not line up with the word. And so we got to be cognizant, even in the worst of situations, even when I always pressure, I always say when, when a pressure point is being put on us, because whatever happens when we're pressured is exactly what's going to come out of us. For those of you just logging in, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. For our new people coming in, man, welcome to the Coffee and Conversations family. We love you guys already. We're excited for you guys to be here with us, rightly dividing the word, growing in Christ. That's what we are doing. We are growing in Christ. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. Hmm. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your instructions. We thank you for your love. We thank you even for the times that you've had to chastise us. We thank you for your resiliency, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word of God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for sending your ministering angels before us. Hmm. pricking the places in our heart that have gone dry, that are stony, Lord God, that have weeds in them so that we can become more like Christ. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. <laughs> 
Let your glory go before us today. Let your words take weight and precedent today, Lord God. Let us no longer be resistant to your truth. We bind the spirit of resistance back to the gates of hell from which it came. And we thank you, Father God, for all you are and all you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are in, we're still in Ephesians. We're still tracking through Ephesians. We're still walking through. We've talked about healthy relationships. And now we are in this part in Ephesians 6. And it talks about slaves and masters. And I wanted to show you something and I titled it and said bosses and workers. Um, it's just it's just a new culture term. Um, and I, I want to tell you this is very difficult to discuss. It is used in context of culture, but still applicable today. And I'm going to show you how the relationship was important to understand that no matter how difficult the situation was, nothing excuses, nothing excuses us to act or react any kind of way other than like Christ. As I teach this this morning um, in relationship, I'm hoping you'll understand slave from a different context and understand how to apply this to your life right now in Jesus name. So let's what define slave. And I'm going to read this is Ephesians six and five. It says slaves obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time not just when they are watching you as slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each of you for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same ways. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites. So um, as I was studying the scripture, I had to go back and get the biblical context, looking at the Greek, looking at the Hebrew of what we what meant here. Um, though frequently this signifies a slave or a bondsman, it also implies a servant in general or anyone that's bound to one another, either for a limited time, um, for life. So here's the thing. When the Lord started showing me this in revelation to employers and employees, right? Because sometimes these are the most difficult relationships to have. When we sign the dotted line, when we sign those contracts, you don't want to hear the word slave, but you are bound to the companies you work for. You are bound to the people that you work for when you swear an oath. See, God, God takes every word that we say literal and serious. And so when we swear an oath, right, when we make a decision that we're going to connect to a business, an individual, a company, whatever, we're going to work for you, then we've got to look at this from this, this position. That's the position we're looking at this. You're bound, you're contracted to, um, you're obligated to, you've stated that you're going to fulfill a certain requirement. You're going to do a certain thing. This person is going to employ you. And as this person employs you, then you're saying, I'm going to be bound to this contract. 
and I'm going to fulfill all of these things that you have said to me in this contract. So try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. This particular scripture reminds us no matter where we work in, no matter what we're doing, when we sign the dotted line and say we become employees of a particular company, we make a decision that we're going to be bought. And I know this is difficult. This is why probably why I also work for myself. But or God called me to be an entrepreneur. But even in this circumstance or the situation, the Lord is saying to us, you got to do right, even when they're not around. You got to walk in integrity and character, even when they run out. You got to honor the contract that you sign, even if your boss is difficult, even if your company seems unfair. When we put our names on the dotted line and we agree to something, the Lord is looking at our character and our integrity in this circumstance, in this situation. And I know this is hard. I know this is hard to fathom sometimes. I know some of us have taken jobs at places that just do not seem fair. Um, but in this process, you have to remember there is a legal way to handle things. There's a protocol for your company. Christ says here, it says, as slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. That's the key thing to this thing when we're dealing with bosses and we're dealing with workers or we're the workers or we're the boss. We got to deal with people. We got to deal with people as though you are working for the Lord rather than people. And so if I'm carrying this into my workplace, what does it look for, like for me to work for the Lord in my workplace? What, what does this look like? Like I'm bound to this contract. I've agreed to, these are the duties that I'm going to provide. This is what I've told you I'm going to do. This is what time I've told you I'm going to be at work. This is what time I've told you. This is how I've told you I'm going to serve. This is what I've sworn by. You have to ask yourself realistically, am I at work working as I'm as if I'm working for God? Am I at work working as if I'm working for God? Or am I at work complaining? Am I at work gossiping? Am I at work backbiting? For some reason, I haven't figured this out yet. But when we make the transition from home to work, we can be saved, sanctified, filled, uh, everything. But when we hit the work at area, for some reason, we seem to forget all our Christianity. It's like it goes out the door. It's not carried with us. Like the glory left itself at the door. And then we get to work and we become almost two different people. Um, I remember one time I met this lady and she was at work. I never met this lady before. Um, she was at work. And I mean, man, her attitude was horrible, horrible. And so she, I met her at work. Her attitude is horrible, mad, nasty, ugly. I mean, ugly, 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 ugly. And later on, a little bit later, I ran into somebody and they invited me to their church that night. So I go, I go to their church that night and this lady is opening up the service in prayer. She's opening up the service in prayer. She's opening up the service in prayer. And I was like, it was hard for me to receive from her. It was hard for me to receive from her because of how difficult she was. It was very hard for me to receive from her. And so God expects us to have him in us 
even when we at work. I, I don't, I can't even figure out why there's a separation here. Like, because if the workplace tells us we can't talk about God, that's fine. It doesn't mean we can't act like Christ in the workplace. Christ should not be separated from where we are in the workplace. And so our character and our integrity and all of that stuff has to be, I mean, and I could go on about stealing time, doing things at work you're not supposed to. If you're, you're, I mean, come on, those are basics. You should know that. Um, making copies, I'm not even going there. I, I want to focus slowly today on your attitude towards your employer, you as a boss or a supervisor, your attitude towards the people you employ. If God has elevated you in a position to level up, to be in management, that is not for you to get haughty. That is not for you to mistreat people. This is not your time to make sure yourself is shining. This is your time for God to be able to get the glory even in your workplace. And so ask yourself this morning, is God getting the glory out of me in my workplace? The only way that that favor, the only way that favor is going to take precedent in your workplace is that you're doing this. In do, It says here, try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you, not just at work doing things because your boss is looking at you or seeing you but doing the right thing, even when your boss is not there. I tell people all the time, if you're looking for favor, if you're looking for promotion, do what's required of you all the time. Those are the people that God elevate. Those are the people that promote. So doing the will of God, work with enthusiasm as you were working for the Lord rather than for people. God should be with you absolutely everywhere. If you at work, and people don't know you a Christian, like being real, if you at work and people don't know you a Christian because you feel like you feel offended or you're upset or whatever, if you're at work and people don't know you're a Christian, know that you love God, know your position, know your stance, something, man, something is wrong. I don't care if you can talk about God in the workplace or not. People should be able to identify that there is something so precious about you. So people should be able to identify that there is something so precious. So it says work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord. I feel like my grandmother, baby, you can't be complaining about your workplace. <laughs> Because because here's the thing, you set an order or precedent. You When you start complaining about, I got to go to work today or complaining about things that go on to work, you said, you just really kind of set a curse over your workflow. And we do that all the time. And I like to remind people all the time, but you got a job, baby. And I, I've seen some people who do not have a job. And so I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you with all my heart, working with enthusiasm, going to work. So grateful for having a place, being so grateful for having a job because you are one step or could be one step from not having what you have and doing it unto the Lord. Not so necessarily, you ain't got to be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna smooch up or kiss up, but you ought to be grateful and talking to God daily. Lord, thank you for my employment. And even if it's not what you're called to be or your end result, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for a job. Lord, I thank you for my place employment. Not talking about your fellow employees, not talking about your boss. And if you teach school, not talking about the sisters 
the students that you serve, the students that you serve. You got to think about it from this perspective. How is God getting the glory out of me at work? That's what he was saying here. How do I get the, remember? And he says, remember the Lord, even in the tough times, remembering the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we're slaves and free. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this word reverence. Reverence is a lost art. Reverence is honor or respect felt or shown, right? Especially adoring, reward or respect. For some reason, we have just lost the art of reverence. We have just lost the art of reverence. We don't know how to respect our, we don't, we lost respect for our elders. We've lost respect for our boss. We think we can do things better than other people. And when you get to the point that you think you can do things better than people, go on and, go on and start your own business or go on and work somewhere else. I hate pulling up to drive-throughs and places and people are mad at me as the customer because this isn't where they want it to work. That's, this, this thing got to be a thing that comes from a perspective in place that says, you know what? It don't matter what this situation looks like. I am going to move in a situation and a circumstance that says God is going to get the glory out of me, even on my workplace. I'm not going to be participating in gossip. I'm not going to talk about my boss with other people. If there's a situation that occurs at work, I'm going to put myself in the position. I'm going to pray because I know that the word is telling me, remember that the Lord will reward each of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. So the thing becomes, um, if there's a problem at work, I'm going to follow the proper channels. I'm going to follow the proper protocols, but I will not set my mouth to grumble. I will not set my mouth to complain. When you set the precedent, I tell people all the time, whatever's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. When you set the precedent over your workplace, um, over your job, over your bosses, even over the people at your work that might seem trifling, the antagonistic people that you run into every day, when you start acting like them, when you start acting like them, because that's what it is. Anytime you're not acting in the word, anytime you're not in faith, when you start acting like them, then you've put yourself in the position to bring all that negative energy to be drawn to you. And it's easy to do. I've been in situations before. It's easy to be at the table and everybody gossiping and you get drawn in. It's so easy, especially when we're looking to find common ground with the people that we work with or the people we need to be connected to. And it ain't no common ground. It, it ain't no common ground. Even for those of you that have gone to work for people who have their own businesses, if, the, if you don't agree with what's going on with that person that has their own business, don't work there. You got to look at this from a whole different perspective. Is God getting the glory out of everything that I'm doing? Is God getting the glory out of everything? When I go to work, is God giving the glory? Man, Daphne, it's necessary. It's necessary. And if somebody does walk up to you gossiping or creating dissension or contention in the workplace, just simply smile or walk off or put yourself in a position. But whatever you do, don't put your mouth on your boss. Whatever you do, don't put your mouth on your coworkers. And I'm serious about that. If there's a circumstance or situation, prayer needs to be as relevant and as prevalent for your workplace every day. There used to be, when I worked and taught, there used to be a workplace prayer that I prayed every 
morning before I went to work because I wanted God to get the glory out of every area of my life. He has to at work. I should be able to separate the wheat from the tear. I should know who's saved and who's not. If I walk in your building, I should know. And that means working also in excellence. And that's what he said here. Please them all the time. Not just when they are watching you working. Excellent. Not, there, not around, just barely getting by, barely putting emphasis. If you come to a place and I and I kick, I try I, I I purpose coach all the time. If you've come to a place that your workplace is very difficult for you, very hard, and you feel that your season is transitioning and you need to move into someone else, then you might need to have a conversation. That might even need to be time that you may need to get some counseling. You may need to have a conversation with someone else about what you want to this to look like next, next, and then get some strategies in place on how to make the transition into whatever it is you want to do next. Perhaps that's you taking some classes, but I'm telling you, I feel that strong in my spirit because some of you are ready for promotion. Don't stop complaining about your boss. I don't care how tyrant acting they are. You get in a position of prayer. You bless that person. You honor that person no matter what. And God is going to do something so significant for you because you've made a decision to honor that person, to not talk about that person. It is very difficult to honor or show reverence to someone you've talked about. It is very, I've, in my own personal life, I've seen it. One of my things I'm trying to abandon every day is talking about people. Like I'm trying to kill that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to live like that because I know that's not Christ. And so I'm putting the word in that area. My opinion of someone else does not matter. <laughs> my opinion of someone else does not matter. When I fail, I pick it up and I say, it is hard to revere or show reverence to someone that you've talked about or that you don't respect. And then I want to give you this scripture right here. It's Proverbs 11 and 1. It says, the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. Um, when we look at the pro Proverbs and look at this, there's strong, extensive meaning. And this just talks about being unfaithful actions, um, proceedings, injustice, things that we do at work, things that we can do as a boss, um, not being fair at work, having favorites at work, showing favoritism towards other people um, because we don't like someone <laughs> and we might not give someone the same courtesy or treatment that we would give everyone else. You have to remember at all times that God is watching you. Like, I don't know what, 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 what we haven't figured out about that. Like God is watching you and he's saying to you, be fair, be just. This scripture says he hates injustice. He hates um, dishonest scales. He hates the mistreatment of other people. Um, Ephesians 4 and 25 says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all parts of the same body and don't let sin, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear. To those who hear. This is important. If you signed up 
to work for a company, work for an individual, and you don't agree what they're doing, you don't like it, follow the proper channels. But as Christians, we shouldn't be the person in the workplace looking less like Christ. Where does that, like, it, it, I, I haven't figured it out. But for some reason, we stop Christ at the workplace door and we don't take him on in. And people don't know if we saved or not because we acting like the some unsaved people. If he has called us to people and he gets the glory out of our lives, then that goes into the workplace with us. And when we get into the workplace, then we're, we're supposed to make sure that his glory is being shown in the workplace. His glory is being shown in the workplace. Um, when I was working, I'm not really, I don't like to talk to a lot of people first in the morning. It is very hard for me to walk into a brand new room. I have to adjust myself. Um, my discernment gifts are high. I like to get a feel for the room. But the, what the Lord has had to teach me, because people are so easily offended. And I know some of us are going to say their feelings are not my responsibilities. A person's feelings are your responsibilities. As a Christian, a person's feelings are your responsibilities. How you treat someone else is your responsibility. I promise it is. And so I had to adjust myself when I walked in to good morning. Uh, how does it happen? Sometimes that works for me. Sometimes they don't. I'm so focused and so serious a lot of times that I would just come into the building. But the needs of my co-workers, they needed me to be a little bit more warm. They needed me to be a little bit more sunny. And I had to learn to come into the building that way so that I could make sure I set the environment right for, for what was to go on for the rest of the day. Anytime I came into the environment right and set the tone, we had the best day ever. Anytime that I came into the environment wrong and set the tone, we did not. Because I don't even know if a lot of my other people... Um, I don't even know if the, a lot of people in the building were saved, like they went to church, but I don't know that they were just sold out for Christ. And so God began to adjust me in my attitude and say, you may be the only witness. You may be the only witness. You may be the only witness. You may be the only example of Christ that someone comes in contact with. But if I'm going to get the glory out of your life, I got to get the glory out of your life, even in your workplace. I got to get the glory out of your life, even in your workplace. And so how you treat everyone matters. Masters treat your slave in the same way. Taking the word masters, interchanging it for bosses. Bosses treat your workers in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both same the same, serve the same master in heaven. Christ is concerned with our character, with our integrity, how we work and what we do and how we treat people. And he is watching that. He is watching your character in power. He is watching your position in power, how you treat people in power. He is watching that. He is watching how you act towards people in power. If you're looking for acceleration, if you're looking for increase, if you're looking for promotion, how you treat people is a key to God promoting you. To how to God promoting you, how you treat people is how God is going to promote you. And even if you got to y'all stop praying against people, you ask the Lord to show you what to pray. You have to ask the Lord show show you what to pray. I'm Paula. I'm getting there. I don't always speak when I enter a room. I, I don't. I'm getting there. And it's not because I'm not intentionally or I'm mad or I'm upset or anything. It's just usually when I walk in the room, I'm trying to gather 
the room. I don't always speak when I walk in a room. Sometimes I just walk in and then I come back later and speak. And so I have to adjust myself to that all the time because the, the word tells me not to offend anybody and I don't want to offend anybody. So take this today, right? Take this today. Ask yourself today, is God getting the glory out of my life at work? Is he really getting when when people are encountering me in the workplace as a boss or a worker? Is God really getting the glory out of my life at work? Am I working to my full potential? Am I working with enthusiasm? Am I working with joy? Am I only am I only working when my boss comes around? Like, am I doing everything? Am I not sliding things under the table? Am I answering requests? You know, just ask yourself that. And if you ask yourself that and you know that you're not doing that, then adjust just those. Adjust yourself. Right. Just adjust your adjust yourself. Oh, Paula, I, it, it, I'm i just an, I got some introvert tendencies. I know it. God is just developing me to say, OK, you got to be sunshine at all times, even when you walk in the room and you're trying to discern it is. It gets you get there and it gets easier and easier when you have introvert tendencies. It's just kind of hard sometimes. But ask yourself, ask yourself, am I carrying the glory of God with me everywhere I go or am I leaving him at the doorstop and letting him not call um, come into my workplace? Like coming to my workplace. If he's not coming into your workplace, then you do the adjustment has nothing to do with those that are around you and then pray over your work day every day. God, let me, Lord, let me allow you to get the glory out of my work day. Father, I repent for complaining about my job because I could not have a job. I repent for talking against my bosses, against their company. Lord God, I see some things that are wrong. Let me set myself in pray, prayer to pray for these things that are wrong. Lord, I got a difficult supervisor. Give me the grace, the information, the wisdom to handle this supervisor. I don't want to act out of character. I don't want to act outside of you. I want you to be get the glory. I don't care how menial you think your position is. I had a master's degree and was tutoring for $7 an hour. And the Lord said, when you go in here and tutor, you tutor like you working for $50 an hour. You, you, I don't care what it is. You act like you're working for $50 an hour. That's how you go in here. Take authority, go in with good character, go in with good attitude. Remembering that the word has said here, work as if you do everything as unto the Lord. Do everything as unto the Lord. Take your boss out the situation and remember that at the end of the day, I'm the one that provides for you. I'm the one that promotes you. I'm the one that's going to blow you up. I'm the one that's going to do this. I'm the one that's going to make change. If you have been talking about your company, your boss, your coworkers, repent today because those words have been planted. Those seeds have been planted. I can talk to people all the time. and They're like, man, I want to get promoted at work. I got the skill set and I don't know why. And if I start picking them long enough and say, well, what you been saying at work? <laughs> What seeds have you been sowing at work? And then they'll start telling me their truth. I say, oh, okay, God hasn't positioned you. God hasn't positioned you to accelerate or to move because you can't handle the capacity of the next level. You can't handle the capacity of being a supervisor. If you Can I tell you this? This is a little business coaching moment or a life coaching moment. If you have a goal 
for being elevated into supervisory positions on your job. You cannot go into the job acting regular. You have to go into the job with a supervisor mindset. You have to go into the job with a supervisor mindset. Elevation in your mindset, which means when you hit the scene, you're conducting yourself as if you're already there. You're conducting yourself in excellence as if you're already there. It's going to make you seem different. It's going to make you seem. And a lot of times we don't even realize we want we're too busy trying to um, uh, win our employees over. No, you need to get there with a supervisory advisory mindset, being kind, being loving. Some of y'all are not at work to be the counselors on site. You just there to do your job and let God's glory it does not mean you go to work acknowledging and talking about how safe you are. You can be so saved as you want to be and not ever, nobody ever, you don't ever have to announce your Christianity, but put yourself in a position. Yeah, Rodney, and making sure you're not the hater. Does that make sense? Like sometimes we the hater and we don't even realize we the hater. We justify our behaviors by whatever is around us and we the one that's the hater. If you have a comment, I had to catch myself on something I did the other day. If you have a comment to say about somebody else what they got going on in life, whatever. You got a little bit of hater in you. You got a little bit of hater in you. And us, we as Christians, we slick it in. We slick it in. We slick it in so well. We slick it. We think we so justified, especially if we feel like someone has done something to us. Well, that's it for today. That's sobering today. That's sobering today. Check yourself. Check yourself. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Ask yourself, really, what am I like going into my workplace Am I being a blessing? Am I, am I, is God getting the glory? Am I working with enthusiasm? Am I at work complaining, mumbling, crying, even if I don't like the job? Am I, if I'm in a position where I'm working and I want to see God do something different in my life and I want a different kind of job, let me work, let me work, let me work diligently because God is guaranteed me in my word. If I work as if I'm working unto him, he's going to increase me. He's going to give favorites. He's going to do absolutely everything that I need to for me so that I can walk into the success of who I need to be. That's good, John. I'm talking about and praying. Don't y'all skip workplace prayer. Don't forget to play. Don't don't take for granted. Yeah, Valerie, be the light. Don't take for granted that you'll have your job always. You can lose your job in a minute, matter of minutes. You can lose your job. You could be homeless in a matter of minutes. So watch, put a guard over your mouth and watch what you're doing so that you can walk into the fullness of what you need to. Hey, for more information, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com. You're looking for prayers. We definitely want to pray for you. You can sow and give into the ministry on the website or cash up us. We are collecting socks for the homeless as well. It is cold and sometimes you need a couple pairs of socks. So here's what you can do. You can mail us, ship us socks. P.O. Box 4186, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72214. We want to give, um, put extra pairs of socks. I started collecting socks into the hands of those that are homeless. 
protecting your feet as if you're homeless is so, so important. So PO Box 4186, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72214, or just shoot us a cash app or PayPal and say, hey, these are for socks. Don't forget we're taking care of a family this Christmas. You can definitely get in on that. And then change for change. For those of you who live in the Little Rock area, remember we're taking our change to the Family Development, Development Center on 12th Street. Do not forget Wednesday, Real Talk with LMJ. We're going to be talking about relationships and social media. Mark Edwards is my guest, and I promise you this session is probably going to be intense. So go ahead and set your reminders now, and don't forget you can catch us later on podcast, anchor.fm. Now, you know what I'm about to say. I love y'all. I love you so much. This word was so hard for me to teach because of the word slave and master. And I know how I felt. But when the Lord showed me what this meant for us as employers and employees, I knew it was necessary. So I love you. I love you enough to teach you the truth, even when it doesn't feel right, even when it doesn't feel good. And I hope that you do me a favor and go be loved today. Let someone experience your love. Let someone encounter your love today. Don't go to work the same way. Don't go to work complaining today. Don't go to work arguing. Don't go to work murmuring. If you complained about your job, go on and repent, go on and reset and ask the Lord to guide and direct you in your workplace. I'll see you back here in the morning. We're going to be talking about the gospel peace. We're getting into the whole armor of God. I've already done a teaching on the whole armor of God, so I'm only going to pull some specific things out of here for the next couple of days for you to strong stand strong in battle. I love you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.